Welcome to another episode of Sad in the City, the third one that we are recording this week, which I love because it's such a great snapshot of how quickly everything changes in this city day to day. To review, uh, episode six, six, I believe this is number eight, episode six, uh, we recorded on Monday. It is now Wednesday. Monday, different person. <laughs> I was a different, I was a shell of the woman I am now. <laughs> Didn't know how I was going to keep going. Didn't like it here. It was in the 20s. A lot, a lot of how I'm doing emotionally in New York City has to do with the temperature outside. Because yesterday it was like slightly warmer. Yeah. Probably in the 30s. Yeah. And today it's in the 40s. But the sun's not out, but it was warmer. Right. So it's it's also an improvement. Yesterday was still colder than today, but the sun was out. So today was fine because I saw the sun yesterday. I was like, we just saw the sun. <laughs> you know, we'll catch up later. Today was like, you know, it was rainy, but it wasn't raining the whole day. You know, like yeah. you would go inside a, a paper source <laughs> where you wouldn't buy any thank you cards, but you looked at all of them. <laughs> And then you eventually went to Barnes and Noble where they were cheaper. Mm. And <laughs> this was my day today. <laughs> and then you walked outside and you're like, I think it rained while I was inside. Like it was just one of those days where I didn't get rained on at all, but it was somehow slick every time I went out. I'm like, there are fresh puddles that just missed me. It was really great. It's a, it's a great day. I was really into it. And the fact that like, now 40s feels warm to me. She's acclimated, everybody. I'm acclimating, bitch. <laughs> Are you serious? Like, I've always wanted to be one of those insufferable East Coast people <laughs> or like very cold middle of the country, wherever it's very cold and snowy that just, you know, goes out in L.A. It's like 50 degrees and we're all like, this isn't why we live here. <laughs> and then people who, you know, came from somewhere else or in like shorts and they're like this is warm and you're like why don't you die i'm becoming one of those insufferable people because i can now dress appropriately i think yes. like i i wore two heat tech shirts on the way here and a north face and then a very like like a, a leather jacket that isn't gonna do anything and i was like oh my god and i brought gloves just in case my hands got cold like I'm ready, okay? I have two small backpacks. <laughs> I'm I'm doing it, all right? And like I just it we've talked about it before. We should call this podcast we've talked about it before. <laughs> I say that too often. We've talked about this before is like when you have a good day in New York City, you're so proud of yourself. You feel like you accomplished something. I did so little today. <laughs> I went to the bank, I bought thank you cards, <laughs> and then I went to Whole Foods and I came here. And that's all. That's all I did. I made my bed. But I'm like, but I did it here. In LA, that would be a bad day because you have a car. <laughs> but here it was like, well, I walked everywhere. So yes. that took a while. And walking is very good for me. I, I also spoke to my psychiatrist today on the phone 
and because she calls me sometimes <laughs> and she can tell i'm not doing well over text. no you actually want to know what happened this is so funny so i woke up this morning to a text from my psychiatrist she's very cool she has a number for texting because she gets it and uh i had posted on tiktok a video from my drafts mm-hmm. you know when you like make a video on tiktok you don't know because you're a healthy person who doesn't post things on tiktok you just enjoy it for what it is <laughs> but i i will sometimes like make a video that i think is not that good or dumb and then you save it to your drafts sure. and then you're like i need to feel something and receive <laughs> some sort of validation and so i have to post something but i don't have any ideas so let's go through the bad ideas and <laughs> see what we can stomach putting captions on and i found a video that i also by the way tiktok <laughs> standards are very low <laughs> Like, all, all you have to do on TikTok is be relatable. Right. So sometimes you post things, you're like, this wasn't even funny. This is just something that you're like, you know when you're like this? And everyone's like, I do. <laughs> and I've had that on TikTok where I see videos and I go, oh, my God, that's how I feel. And it just makes me feel better because someone else is like that. And also yes. like 600,000 comments are like, <laughs> me us too. too. So I had found one in my drafts um, of the last time I had a hypomanic episode about (laughs) like not being able to sleep at night yeah and i posted it and it did pretty well nice and uh my psychiatrist texted me this morning and was like how's the sleep been we should set an appointment next week she goes i was scrolling tiktok last night and your video came up oh my god and i realized that this is a fun new way to get updates (laughs) in this day and age (laughs) and i was like sorry (laughs) Uh, but I've been trying to find something else to take at night to sleep because the current medication I have to sleep, like, will knock me out for nine to 12 hours and it's just not doable. And then when I don't take that, I sleep for like six to eight, but my nightmares wake me up and then I stay up and it's just like a whole terrible thing. So the one I take right now that makes me really groggy does not stop the nightmares it just makes it really hard to wake up so even when i wake up freaking out i'm too tired to like stay awake and then you know it just kind of like holds you Mm. down or it keeps you asleep so you don't wake up during the nightmare no matter how scary it is and you get to live out the entire dream Mm. um so i'm trying to talk to her about taking other things uh but i was walking around when she called me and she's like is now a good time to talk and i was like yeah and she goes, it, okay, where are you? <laughs> I was like, why? Is it loud? She was like, yeah. I was like, oh, I'm actually on like a quiet street, I thought. <laughs> but I am in I am in New York. And like I had another friend call me the other day who, not another friend, I had a friend call me. My psychiatrist isn't my friend. I know that. <laughs> I'm a healthy person. I recognize that's not my friend. Not really. <laughs> another friend. <laughs> another friend. <laughs> Another close personal friend of mine <laughs> who prescribes me drugs and charges me thousands of dollars every time we speak sure. uh, called me while I was on the street and there was like construction going on far away from me. And he was like, are you serving tables right now? And I was like, what do you mean? He goes, it sounds like you're in a kitchen <laughs> like with like plates clattering. And I was like, no, there's like construction a few blocks over. But I thought it was actually pretty quiet. Like nobody... <laughs> And I forget it's like that until Sam and I are apart and then I call him when he's on the street Mm -hmm. and I'm like, are you in a manhole right now? Do you want (laughs) to talk later? 
when you're in the park. <laughs> um, but I was talking to her about just like the mood swings and and all the other stuff that I'm trying to troubleshoot right now. And I was like, I don't know how much of it is me living in different places and traveling so much and how much is just New York City and how much of it is not is me not sleeping. And I said, sometimes I just think if I like moved to a farm and slept in the same place every night and had less stressors and was just like quiet in the country, like I would be totally fine. And she was like, I don't think you would be. <laughs> and I was like, well, way to take that fantasy away from me. <laughs> And she's like, no, you might be really bored and it might be bad for you. She's like, remember COVID when you weren't working? She's like, I was like worried about you not working during right. COVID. And so, you know, I, I wanted to talk about that because like we got an email that is sort of on topic for that. Again, having so much fun reading these emails. They're so fun good. Fun isn't the right word. I am, <laughs> I am getting so much out of it emotionally and spiritually reading these emails from you. Um, so this is, uh, the subject line is displaced and sad, a Cali expat story. <laughs> I cannot begin to tell you how much I appreciate your podcast and its subject matter. I am a 37 year old woman born and raised in California. About a year and a half ago, I hastily made a decision to move to rural Oregon to be close to family after my relationship of 10 years ended. It didn't take long to realize why I had lived far away from my family for so long. <laughs> there are some upsides, but I still very much feel like a fish out of water. I have lived in uh, high population areas for most of my life. When I first moved here, I was living on my aunt's farm, doing barn chores and feeling like a helpless city girl. This is a rom-com. <laughs> I'm obsessed with you. I have lived in places my whole life that required nothing more than a hoodie for personal insulation to chiseling ice off the top of water buckets for the horses. Is this, is this Sweet Home Alabama? This is such a cute, yeah. I, I can see the film already yeah. and it's starring Emma Stone. I have literally dug graves in the pet cemetery and helped put down full-sized horses. Oh. I was not prepared. <laughs> <laughs> Nobody could be prepared Nobody for is. that. If you're prepared to put down a horse, you're a psychopath. If you put down a horse and you're like, finally, my life's purpose, you should be in jail. It has made me believe in my adaptability and strength more. I would hope so. My cultural education and currency of cool do nothing for me here. <laughs> I can't wear my tank tops and open-toed shoes, but I've used it as an opportunity to explore trench coats, sweater vests, and boots. I'm obsessed with this email. <laughs> it's a give and take and a matter of perspective most days. I found a good paying job quickly because no one in this town has a resume or work experience oh. comparable to mine. <laughs> <laughs> fucking love it oh my god i just skimmed this before the podcast i didn't read the whole thing cost of living is so cheap as a california resident i assumed i would never be a homeowner in this town ellipses in this town dot 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 you can work at burger king and own a home it's a different world <laughs> 
<laughs> I have also been able to break into other types of work where the competition or the competition in California never allowed me to get the foot my foot in the door. Mm. I have more money in the bank than I've ever had in my life. That being said, everything closes at 7 p.m. aside from the casino. You can't buy liquor at the grocery store. There is no Uber or DoorDash. It's like going back in time. The hardest part for me has been meeting people. The people up here are very nice. Small talk is like an art form that I am trying to learn the patience for. (laughs) That being said, people down here also settle down and start families before they're old enough to drink. Anyone my age is married or knee-deep in sadness and addiction. I think you should start a column. That's what I think you should do (laughs) in this rural town. I think you need to start a column and make it like a gossip girl. Like you don't tell anyone who's writing it. I mean, they'll figure it out because you have the resume. You're the only person in town who could be writing this. But you, this is very entertaining, this email. Uh Because living up here, no one really has any ambition. It's strange. Dating here is truly a depressing prospect. It probably doesn't help that I refuse to get into social media or try dating apps. Yeah, that's kind of on you. (laughs) My dating style has always been like one of those bottom-dwelling fish with its mouth agape, waiting (laughs) for something tasty to swim inside. (laughs) That won't be happening in the land of Bigfoot and meth. Morgan, can you move here and be my friend? (laughs) Oh, my God. I often regret leaving Cali, and I'm often glad I left. I'm a year and a half in, and I'm about 50-50 on it now, which is an improvement. I'm sure this... I'm sure this irresolute diatribe hasn't helped you at all. It has. (laughs) I will just say over time, perspective will shift and you will find more reasons or occasions to enjoy your surroundings. I think that is true of any place. If I were in prison, I would probably tell you, well, at least I've had plenty of time to read. (laughs) Good luck in the big city and thank you at the very least making me feel less alone in my current journey. It's nice to be reminded that a big life change is a process, not a destination. Thank you again. I'm a new fan. I've seen you on other podcasts and decided to check yours out. Very glad I did. I wish you all the best. Morgan, that, I mean, that was the best email I've ever read in my whole life. That and I once got an email from my ex uh, that said I gaslit you for years and I'm sorry. So that is saying something. Wow. That this is why I love this podcast, man. Yeah. Because everybody like this is somebody who is doing what I fantasize about. I fantasize about moving to a rural area near my family. Right. And just like. Yeah. Being like small town, you know, whatever, big fish, small pond, whatever you want to say. Oh, yeah. And going, oh, it would just be so relaxing and I'll just do that after my next great heartbreak. Like, <laughs> this is everything you like think about or you go, I would do that oh, if absolutely. that happened. Yeah. And here's someone being really open and honest and hilarious about it. Right. Which is just, man, that was great. That was that was so good. I love it so much because uh, she doesn't hold back on like the pros and the cons. Yeah. Sometimes you have to trick yourself and be like, all right, just even if it's bad, imagine that it's good somehow. And you like have to say those things in your own head to like trick yourself into liking something. I like that. She's very honest and real and be like, this is great. This sucks. I have money. It's hard to date. Like, yeah, I, I wish to be a little bit more 
okay with things that aren't great. Yeah. And hey, we'd all have more money in the bank if we couldn't spend it after 7 p.m. (laughs) You know, (laughs) if that just wasn't an option. If fourth meal was not an option. (laughs) Right. If fourth meal was not an option. Seriously. (laughs) That is so funny. If it got to be 7.01 and I hadn't gone grocery shopping. Yeah. And that was just it. Like, yeah, I'd probably have a little more money. Yeah. For sure. (laughs) Wow. That was such a good email. Mm -hmm. Um, Brianna is very good at running the social media account for this podcast. So if you get a nice heartfelt response, it's probably Brianna. (laughs) Just so you know. Uh, But you asked, you did a QA on Mm -hmm. the Instagram page, Sad in the City Pod on Instagram. And we got so many great questions. And so I want to do a couple of those. One of them was, how do you survive in a pocket kitchen if you love to cook? To which Brianna goes, couldn't tell you. (laughs) (laughs) I mean, I I feel like if you have a big kitchen, it does encourage you to cook. Like if you have like a Nancy Myers island kitchen. I just watched the one with oh diane, diane keaton. keaton you're gonna have to be more specific <laughs> i just watched the nancy myers movie with diane keaton i mean was it something's gotta give something's gotta give we started that the other night because yeah. i watched it in high school and i thought it was trash but <laughs> sam really likes jack nicholson right so sam's like i think that was good i think that was cute and fun and so <laughs> the other night i was like let's just start it sure Let's see if it was. And I was like, this is one of the worst movies I've ever seen. It's not a good movie. Uh, I just couldn't get over the fact that Amanda Peet was on top of Jack Nicholson. I just couldn't. I couldn't do it. It was making me angry. I was like, how much does she get paid for this film? Because if she was not compensated accordingly, I'm upset. Uh, It just... And I like Jack Nicholson fine, but... It's just, I just, I don't know. I just couldn't get into it. But the kitchen is fantastic. Oh, yeah. It was like a Southampton house or something. Like on the beach. Yeah. Stop. Fuck. Can you you imagine cooking and looking at the ocean at the same time? No, I can't. I'm poor. (laughs) (laughs) It's really like, yeah, I, I think in a New York City apartment kitchen, the most you can hope for is breakfast. I mean... And that's a quick throw some yogurt in and get the hell out. Yeah. Get out. <laughs> if, I will say Sam Sam will cook and I will help. And you just kind of figure out the choreography necessary to cook together mm-hmm. in a New York kitchen. Because it is a tiny rectangle <laughs> that is just a lot of like... Okay, you clean you you rinse that off while I do this. Right. Uh so it is possible, but every time I go back to LA, and I look, I have a small apartment on both coasts, obviously. <laughs> but when I go back to LA, it is much bigger just right. because we're in LA and it's so nice. I'm like, let me just take a turn about my kitchen. <laughs> Let me take a lap or, or two. Do like a pirouette just because you can. Yeah, you're like, I can extend my arms to their full wingspan in here. Whereas in New York, I'm just like, yeah, 
I've got, I'm doing, I can do the chicken dance maybe and get my elbows out before I run into fridge, um, which is also very small. Oh my God, yes. But yeah, I think I would be better at cooking if I had a bigger kitchen out here. Like you just end up ordering in because it's not super comfortable. Like, right. oh my God, cooking in a big kitchen or at least one with space, one that's like kind of open. Mm-hmm. You can put on music. Oh, it's so nice. You can yeah. like whip around. I mean, <laughs> a New York kitchen, as we've talked about, is dangerous. It's dangerous. You can't twerk while listening to your favorite <laughs> Megan the Stallion song and then also be cutting vegetables. It's like you'll kill yourself. <laughs> also, it's just these buildings are older usually. Like yeah. the stove in my new york apartment is going to kill me it <laughs> when i turn on the stovetop the way it turns on is so aggressive oh like the flame the like flame of like whew. it it reminds me of like when hades appears in hercules it's just like whew. like i back up i have to turn it on and then like jump back <laughs> It's so. It's like when you're trying to turn on your shower and you right. don't want the cold water to hit you, so you like switch it real fast and then jump out until it heats up. That's what it's like turning on the oh gas stove. And the other night it wouldn't turn on, and so then it just smelled like gas in there. Oh and I was like, "What do we? How do I know if it's on or not?" I've I've emailed the building before and gone. Can someone? I know I turned it off, but can someone go check? Yeah, and make sure. It's oh, yeah. not off. And then they email, the building manager emailed me back and was like, it's off. <laughs> and we know you're from California. <laughs> um, yeah. Well, it's, I don't know about like how to survive because I really don't cook that much. But I have seen something on TikTok that might help with this situation. And it said for meal prepping to like make it easier oh, yeah. because too many times people are like, oh, I'm going to meal prep and I'll make seven meals, all my lunches. All my, and it's like, it's too much. So a way to be more realistic about maintaining it is to pre chop pre do Mm. whatever to things but have them all separated and then as soon as you get home you just throw everything together really quickly because you've Mm. already so you're not making the meals in advance but you are helping like with the prep step 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 of that yeah so maybe the way to survive in a pocket kitchen is like you do one step and you prep and then you just go do something else yes and then you can come back at another time and quickly put the meal together because like i couldn't imagine how else besides ordering food and just saying fuck it yeah yeah the kitchen and bathroom situation in new york city and i'm sure a lot of big cities i'm sure like san francisco is like this too um for example it it is pretty depressing like the the small bathroom thing is really tough for me when you are in a relationship if i was just alone i think that it would be fine i guess but like there's no counter space oh my gosh i know when we went to rhinebeck for a few days we were in a hotel room with two sinks and i walked in and i was like is the queen coming is one of these for me i don't even think we used both sinks i think we were we we were so trained by the trash fire that is our life that we were like well (laughs) we can only use one of these we should leave one clean But yeah, there's a lot of like shuffling around in just one bathroom. Because I have one bathroom in LA too, but it's 
it's twice the size. Right. And it's like, we've talked about getting sick to your stomach and laying on the cold tile. <laughs> I can't do that no. in New York. The bathroom's not big enough for me to lay down on the bathroom floor, which right. is probably good. <laughs> My LA bathroom, I can lay down. I can have a fetal position panic attack. And in New York, I can maybe slide down the wall, <laughs> but the wall's the door. Oh, I just got a flash of a main character moment there. Oh, that's true. As you like slide down and like break down. I mean, but come it's not on. because there's no room for a camera in there to film you doing that. <laughs> You're just, it's not, it's not quite it's as not romantic. great. <laughs> yeah. I, it just, uh, there's like only so nice you can make it too. Like, I, I want to be better the interior design stuff mm -hmm. i think i'm okay but brianna you were saying before we started recording that somebody on which episode saw that we saw we had a candle here yeah the on the side table five. Yeah. yeah if you're not watching these on youtube you can it's mostly <laughs> me hugging a pillow and wearing the same shirt <laughs> but there's this is this studio that brianna has put together is very beautiful oh, and yeah one of the reasons I wanted to do this podcast with you is I was like, oh my gosh, I can just go sit in front of some fake foliage that is backlit. Like, it's really cute in here. And there's this cute little side table and it really looks like how I've, uh, very similar to how I've decorated my apartment mm. um, in LA. Oh, that's cute. And uh, we had a candle on this side table because Brianna's amazing. <laughs> And somebody was like, can you light it? <laughs> we are looking for the vibes. Like, yes. can you light the candle? Which I love. <laughs> I I love that audience for us. <laughs> I Where did the candle go? Did someone else bring in the candle? No, somebody was recording and they they had flowers delivered and it looks so pretty. I wanted to use them uh, while so they're pretty. still alive and thriving. So we'll bring back the candle and we will light that bitch. I'm going to start bringing in candles and flowers. <laughs> when i why well, not i will get them for you my love i will i will set this up however we oh. will get a vibe i went to <laughs> oh god where was i was i in i was in i was some city i wish dustin was here because i could ask him <laughs> but there was a city that dustin and i went to on the road you know what it might have been appleton wisconsin because i'm like trying to think i'm like it was a city i didn't really like sorry appleton <laughs> But we walked around one of the days and we found a bunch of cute little shops. And uh, I found one where there was a bunch of candles in mason jars. <gasps> I bought five. Oh, my God. So I have heart. five mason jar candles <laughs> I love it. in my apartment. <laughs> like, they're all so good. One's like goddess. One's like nature it's they're great so i will bring i will bring one in cool. and uh and i will start bringing in these uh, little flowers because like they have those at like whole foods and mm -hmm. grocery stores and stuff yeah the little tiny um i mean i think they're in mason jars a lot of the time yeah not to yeah, be and these, so like basic. little glass ones oh i love oh, them they're so cute i was so also good. i made brianna ask her husband where he got these glasses <laughs> Which I think are meant for alcohol, right? Oh, they sure are. This glass is absolutely meant for you alcohol. You can't tell if that's tequila or water right now. It is water. <laughs> uh, I wish it was tequila. Every once in a while, I just go... I asked Sam the other night, I was like, should I just start getting drunk? Should I just be a drinker now? 
and he's always like i mean i don't think you should based on everything you've told me but if you want to uh i will babysit you like sure. he talks to me like a cool parent now where he's like it, I think he actually said, I don't think you should, but if you want to, I'd feel better about you doing it under my supervision. Under my supervision. <laughs> and of course, I was like, I can't believe you said I could get drunk <laughs> knowing everything you know <laughs> about me. You well, just Sometimes you say things to your partner and you don't even realize they're a test until it comes out of your mouth. And then you're yes. like, oh, <laughs> I didn't think it was, but I think that was. I didn't actually get mad. I was just like, really? You would? He's like, yeah. He's like, I don't think you should, though. Um, but I really like glasses that are uh, meant for other things. And oh, yeah. I just drink whatever I drink. Oh, the only things I drink are uh, water, seltzer, and tea. That's really all I drink. And matcha mm. and occasionally coffee. Right. Um, beyond that, I don't do anything. I got crazy and got orange juice the other day. Ooh. Extra pulp. Did it. <laughs> And it was so good. Orange juice is like the thing I get when I'm really sad yeah. in airports. Oh. Like that's what I'll do when I really just like need a win <laughs> is I'll get an orange juice at a major airport on a layover and it'll like really do it for me. Sure. Uh, <laughs> a good travel day for me is when I'm in a nice airport where I can get a tuna wrap and oh, yeah, uh, an, an orange <laughs> an juice orange with pulp juice. in it. Uh, another one of these questions was, I would love to hear some of Taylor's favorite travel tips. Oh, yeah. There's one. It's travel orange juice. <laughs> really sad. I do want to get some of these glasses, though. Yes, uh, I have the Brianna. link, actually. I saw he sent it, so I'll send it to you. Oh, I love a vibey glass. Yes. It's so nice. Because I have, like, plastic cups <laughs> at my apartment that I just got at Bed Bath & Beyond that, by the way, look like this, but they're mm. plastic yeah. and green, which is fine, but it's just like... yeah. Okay. There's something about a nice, heavy, like, glass. Yeah. It's like, I got oh, them before I had somebody. furniture. <laughs> yeah. Like, they're like that type of... When, By the way, when I started dating Sam, he had no plates. Like, that's a New Yorker. That like, is a New Yorker. He, the only plate he had was made of plastic. It was like, well, you put Cheerios on for a child. <laughs> and he was just like, well, I go out to eat. And it's part of why I was so mad at him when we were quarantined because he's a good cook. And I was yeah. like, whoa, what? You've been hiding this Why have you been getting sushi every night <laughs> when you could make chili? Like, this is nuts. Um, so yeah, I, I need to get some some nicer glasses. I ordered I ordered a bunch of like i just got like a a set of plates and bowls and mugs mm -hmm. from i think wayfair which by the way the opposite of a sponsor do not use wayfair <laughs> some of the worst experiences i've ever had <laughs> i got a coffee table from them that by the way wasn't delivered when it was supposed to be didn't get put together oh. when i it paid for it to get put together and then oh when i finally God. got somebody else to put it together the piece was missing so I couldn't. So I just oh. ended up, they were like, do you want us to send you the missing piece? I said, no, I want you to rot in hell. <laughs> and I'm going to put this downstairs in the basement. So I never have to look at it again. Um, so do not use Wayfair. Mm -mm. But that's where I got <laughs> my plates and bowls. <laughs> but they have like, they're green with some gold on them. Mm. And I found out the hard way you can't microwave them. <gasps> because they start 
sparking. Oh, yeah. It's oh man. like a thunderstorm in there. <laughs> and I was like, damn it. So now I have to get stuff that I can microwave. And it's just the kitchen is one of those things when you move that you realize you don't have anything for. Right. Like you go to make something and you're like, oh, God, I need a whisk. <laughs> I've just always had one. I, I always forgot. Been around. <laughs> yeah, they've always been around. Like <laughs> knives, you like forget. You're like, oh, oh yeah. I guess I haven't bought knives in a while. Yeah, like <laughs> it. It just it's it's a lot to keep track of. Oh, um, yeah. Trying to think of some other travel tips. When I uh, traveled a lot and was taking a lot of like red eyes and stuff, when I would sleep on planes. First off, layers, because planes can be very cold or very hot. Mm. But a lot of times they're very cold, especially if it's a smaller plane. Like if you're doing a a flight with a connection, one of those will probably be a small plane, um, depending on where you're leaving from or going to. So I always prepare to be freezing. Sure. Uh, Also, you could bring a sleep mask, I guess, if you want to be that bitch. (laughs) But what I always did when I used to sleep more on planes, I don't really anymore. I try not to because it just messes with my sleep schedule. But if you have to nap or sleep on a plane, um, always have a beanie because a beanie will warm you up really fast because a lot of heat escapes through your head, right? Yep. Just checking that that's actually a fact and yes, not ma'am. something I made up. <laughs> uh, always have a beanie with you for that. But also the beanie can double as a sleep mask if it's long enough mm. where you just flip that down. <laughs> And you look real cool and then you wake up and you flip it back up and you didn't have to put on a sleep mask that right. says like, fuck off or whatever, whatever cute thing. That's I'm getting like, my beauty sleep. Yeah, beauty sleep in cursive. That's a good one. Um, bring your own snacks, obviously. For a long time, I did not know that you could bring food through security. Did you know? No, I thought you had to get rid of everything and then buy it in. Yeah. I thought that too. Right. For like years. And I forget how I found out that that wasn't the case. (gasps) But I, I mean, for the first, I don't know, three, four years that I was on the road from like 20 to 24, probably. I did not know that you could bring food through TSA and you can, you can bring food. You just can't bring liquids. Mm. So now i just bring my own snacks and everything so i'm not at the mercy of whatever's at the airport um another travel tip if you travel a lot commit to an airline probably delta delta or southwest Mm -hmm. there's no other options as far as i'm concerned (laughs) like it is delta and southwest i think alaska is good too and so is JetBlue. but from my experience they don't have as many options although no one has as many options as they used to right since the pandemic which is upsetting and depending on where you're going in the country, there's not always a hub for that specific airline. So, like, for example, going to Texas with Delta, not good. <laughs> Southwest, great, though. <laughs> and so if you, you know, have to adjust accordingly, depending on where you're going or where you go most of the time. Southwest is great because it's really easy to change your flights yeah. without even, like, status or anything. They will let you change your flight. 40 minutes before you take off pretty much like (laughs) they will let you change your flight and if you cancel your flight you get the credits oh nice so you don't just like lose your money um the airlines were all doing that during the pandemic i don't know if they still are Mm. um i think a lot of them do now but for a while it was just southwest that did that um and i only say all this because a lot of people don't know these things no i I mean definitely didn't i don't fly that often and it's nice to hear from people who fly a lot 
they'll learn all these things for you (laughs) yeah if you are going to sleep on a plane uh window seats probably the best because you can curl up always try (laughs) to get an aisle seat pick your seat before as soon as you book your ticket pick your seat i mean i I didn't realize people don't think about this until i like went somewhere with family Mm. and i was like where are you guys sitting they're like i don't know if we're sitting together i was like you don't know if you're sitting together (laughs) they're like well we don't know how to pick our seat i'm like what like you just forget people don't know i'm like we gotta do this now (laughs) like i'm driving i'm like give me your phone pick your seat because it's an entirely different experience depending on what seat you're in Mm. also some flights if it's a bigger flight the exit row sometimes only has two seats now be aware that if you get the exit row you're gonna have more space in front of you but uh your little screen if they have screens for movies and stuff it's gonna come out from like the arm sometimes it's not gonna be in front of you um which is fine but it might be annoying to you uh and there's no place to put your bag your carry-on under the seat in front of you so you are at the mercy of whatever overhead space there is (laughs) and you have to keep all your stuff in the overhead space until you get to a cruising altitude and then you can get, get up and get all your stuff and some people hate that um what else if you don't pick your seat and you're traveling with somebody uh you can ask somebody to switch with you if they seem nice (laughs) but don't try to switch with people who have a better seat than you like don't be that person who's like hey i want to sit with my wife would you mind giving up your aisle for my middle no you have to trade with someone who has a seat of equal or greater or of lesser value. Right. Like if you want to sit with your wife, you find someone who is in a middle right. next to your and wants an aisle and you can do that. <laughs> but you can't. Don't be that guy. Don't be that guy. That's like crazy <laughs> that you would ask that. Now, if you have like a child. And it's, you know, sometimes you can't avoid, like, there are certain circumstances, but <laughs> you better just hope you get, like, an angel right. <laughs> who will just offer that. That's, somebody did that, I was on a Southwest flight once. Southwest, if you don't like people making cheesy jokes, do not fly Southwest ever. <laughs> Southwest flight attendants think they are the funniest people. The last time I was on a Southwest flight, <laughs> we sang happy birthday to a dog. Oh, I remember that tweet from you. Oh, boy. I have a video of it. It's insane. They were like, today's someone's first flight. He's (laughs) one year old. His name is Lucas. He is a dog. (laughs) Like, it was so... Like, that was funny. But then they brought the dog to the front of the plane (laughs) and said, everybody... Everybody turn on their reading light. Oh, my. And overhead. we participate in this? Yeah. They were like, everybody turn on your reading light above your head. <laughs> and we're all going to sing happy birthday. Then we all sing happy birthday. And then they go, now everybody turn off your reading light. That's him blowing out his candles. <laughs> oh, boy. The cheese. The cheese is so, so thick. <laughs> but like Southwest flight attendants are always like, I've heard them sing. I've heard them make jokes like they're real like it is fun up there for them (laughs) and also southwest is like it feels very like friendly Mm -hmm. like delta to me feels like people working it's like we're all going to our jobs like nobody's gonna say much beyond like (laughs) hey how are you and southwest every southwest flight i'm on 
I hear someone go, well, it was nice talking to you. <laughs> and they talk to the whole flight. Oh my God. The whole flight, they talk to each other. And I get everyone's, there's always four babies. There's, n- <laughs> I've never been on a Southwest flight that had no babies on it. It just doesn't, it just doesn't happen. Like that should be Southwest tagline. Southwest, a baby's airline. <laughs> and there are no assigned seats. And I was on one once where the flight attendant was like, can anybody give up their seat up here in the front, like in the first row? Because we have somebody in a wheelchair that like it would be very painful for them to go back. And nobody up there did it. And he just was like really passive aggressive with them. The rest of the flight was like, wow, cool. So nobody wants to do that. Great. No, that's <sighs> awesome. You're all great people. And it was like, ooh, <laughs> oh my like, God. This is, this is brutal. But I was also kind of <laughs> like, shouldn't you guys have like roped this section off? Like, right. you guys should have put something down. Absolutely. Uh, you know, like, come on, Southwest. <laughs> like, don't put this on them. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> but, um, Okay, what else have we got on these Instagram questions? So there's one here that says, what do you do to make yourself feel better? Oh, what do you do when you on days are days. super sad and you need to feel better? I mean, it really depends. Walking helps me a lot. That's that's the biggest plus side to New York City, honestly, is that I can walk for hours mm-hmm. every day, weather permitting. Sure. Um, so walking's huge for me. I think exercise in general, which is annoying, that that's what helps. But right. sometimes I'm so sad that it doesn't matter how much I exercise. I'm still going to be bummed or it's only like a temporary boost. Um, drinking a lot of water. Sometimes you're panicking and then you realize you're just dehydrated. Yeah. And it's your whole body going, we're going to shrivel up. Um, sometimes you just need to call somebody. Like sometimes you just need to call a friend. Mm-hmm. I did that the other day, which really helped. And it, it it helps to call the right friend, too. Like, yeah. <laughs> you have to know which friend is Ghostbusters today. <laughs> like, who are you going to call? Because not everybody can address every situation. Like, I have friends that I call for relationship advice. I have friends who I call for travel venting sessions because they get it. Like, mm-hmm. I can't call my friend who doesn't travel for her job and talk about how hard it is. I can, but I'm not going to leave the conversation feeling as seen Mm -hmm. as I would have with, you know, another friend of mine who's, for example, comedian or Mm -hmm. something like Kelsey and I will call each other and just say like, can I just ask you like what I should do travel wise? (laughs) And you can go through all the options and she knows exactly what I'm talking about and knows why I'm, arguing with myself about it and going back and forth whereas somebody who's like i've slept in the same bed every day for three years is not gonna get it no uh so that's another travel tip if you travel a lot talk to other people who travel a lot and if you don't travel a lot and you want travel tips um don't be slow in the tsa line don't be that person who is taking forever and doesn't know what to take out of your bag. You take your laptop out. You take your tablet out. There are signs everywhere. Take your shoes off. Read the signs. Take your shoes off. Get TSA pre-check if you travel a lot. And then get clear also because clear is great as well. It's like like 
putting a king me on a checker if you already have tsa pre-check then you go clear me like <laughs> it's just that much more that much faster and some some airports you'll go to and clear will be really fast and tsa pre-check won't i've had one circumstance where i should have done pre-check and no clear because the clear <laughs> line was all messed up <sighs> what else do i do when i'm really sad what do you do when you're really sad brianna um so i love the tips that you gave all uh-huh. those are great um something that i've been talking to my therapist about which i may have mentioned is like uh I have a hard time allowing myself to do nice things for myself. Mm. I find it to be an inconvenience. I'm like, no, 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 let's not think about me. Um, so she gave me that advice of like, just try the next time you're thinking about it, um, doing one nice thing, whatever that may be for yourself. Yeah. So I find that on super, super sad days, if I have, I, if I have to do something for myself to make myself feel better, do it. <laughs> Like what? Like do you what do you take a lap around Target? Do you that's what if I it's do. a if it's a I've been thinking about getting a new candle for so long, fucking just go to Target and get yourself a candle. Yeah. If you've been thinking about I've been wanting chocolate for six weeks and I've never allowed myself to have it, go fucking eat some chocolate. Yeah. Like if you're having a super, super really bad day, give yourself some leeway and some, you know niceness for the love of god if you want chocolate for more than three days in a row (laughs) don't unless you have like an allergy or something don't what are you doing we're all gonna die like have a square you know and i think this is what i mean by that because we're so trained to be so harsh on ourselves like all the time yeah that if you're also having a really bad day with maybe some external factors just be kind to yourself. Do something yeah. fucking nice that will make you happy, even if it's for a second. And you go back to crying. Like, yeah, yeah. Take a break from your misery. <laughs> Eat chocolate with this podcast. <laughs> I, I wish I had a podcast right now that I felt that way about. I don't really have a podcast. The only podcast that I've been listening to lately is uh, the Great Indoors. Which, speaking of interior design stuff, if you're working on making your space your own uh there are a lot of great interior design shows and podcasts and everything and i think i've referenced that show before um great interior design challenge on this podcast but one of the hosts of that show sophie robinson does a podcast with another interior designer called the great indoors and it's very good and they're british and they're friends and it's lovely to listen to i really really like it so that's one that i listen to sometimes that you know if i like clean my apartment mm-hmm. and listen to a nice podcast or audiobook that's something i'll do when i'm sad mm-hmm. sometimes i do uh, a bath and i watch tiktok in the bath i know i shouldn't shouldn't bring your phone in the bath don't care don't i'm still gonna do it sometimes because i'm sad <laughs> um i i do think cleaning can help a lot because it's doing something productive it's meditative clean out your closet like get rid of a bunch of stuff right sometimes I- that makes you feel great I'm not sure if you're similar to this as I am, but when I am sometimes at my lowest, I'll take a look around and I notice that I've been letting things around me get a little hectic as Mm -hmm. well. Mm -hmm. And so it's hard to pull yourself up out of real depression because I'll become like a, not paralyzed, that's not the right word, but I I, I don't like 
be i'm not motivated to do anything yeah so it's hard to get up and do something but i noticed that i was having a pretty bad depressive state of like a couple of weeks and mm-hmm. it was like it was rough i was like when is this going to end and i looked around and dishes are piled high i haven't fucking dusted in a hot minute right and i just was like today is going to be the day i'm going to clean and i swear to you by the end of the day i was so happy looking around my candles were lit everything was clean my couch had those nice lines in it from the vacuum and i was like this helped like yeah it's hard to get up and get going but if you can cleaning everything around you might help it's so cheesy clean out some of those things that are going on in your head dude if you're sad sometimes just like taking a shower and putting on lotion (sighs) helps not even nice lotion get the (laughs) cheapest lotion and just feel good about the fact that you moisturized your legs i don't ever use lotion no i should i should do it every day i have keratosis i don't do it i should do it every single day brianna has been bringing it with the sweaters this week i'm sometimes (laughs) you just need to go get a new sweater yes and that's fine sometimes sometimes um if i feel like some sort of like shopping would help it doesn't really matter what you get sometimes. Like, right. go to a thrift store. Get, like, a really cute... I've gone to thrift stores and gotten a mug that was, like, $2. And it was like, oh, look, I found something. Sometimes <laughs> thrift stores are the best because you have to, like, search for a while. Right. So it feels like a little treasure hunt. <laughs> and then you get something that, you know, you didn't see 14 of all lined up. Right. You got something that you're like, oh, no one's ever going to have this. <laughs> except for me isn't that cool now there's a little story you're like oh i found it at this little place over here mm-hmm. um and then other times you just need to get a dumb sweater from h&m mm-hmm. and feel bad about the fact that you're contributing to fast fashion and <laughs> go someday i'm gonna be emma watson and only buy clothes that were made you know sustainably and ethically and all that stuff sure. but but today we bought a sweater at h&m and it wasn't okay uh i i i've been feeling that way lately but i did it a lot when i first moved here because it was summer and so i bought all these summer clothes and sometimes you buy a bunch of clothes and you only wear like some of them a bunch and then there's a few things you bought like i bought like jean shorts Mm. and now it's good to have those but i don't wear jean shorts (laughs) like when am i gonna wear those taylor (laughs) Like, if I want to dress for hot weather, I wear yoga pants. Like, right. let's be honest. I'm not, I'm just not a shorts person. I did buy a skirt mm. that I wore all summer long here. Love I it. wore, there was one, it was very cheap. I could, it was like mid length, like mid calf. I could wear it with tennis shoes or sandals or whatever, and it still worked. And I also got a bunch of like halter tops that were just like different colors mm-hmm. and were kind of like bodycon ones. So it, those were things that I wore a bunch of like I they were thick enough I could sweat in them like mm. just get things that are practical don't don't go out and buy crap that you're not going to wear you're going to wear once you're just getting it so you can take a picture in it like right. that's not going to make you feel better it's going to actually just make you feel worse and guilty because you were wasteful <laughs> yeah so my suggestion is if you don't need anything but you think some like retail therapy would help go get something small you know um i like to walk around a barnes and noble that makes me feel better because 
half the time you don't buy anything or you like can look online and find like a used copy at eBay. Just walk around Barnes and Noble and maybe you buy something. Maybe you just take a picture of a bunch of books (laughs) and then go online and find them on eBay or whatever else. Um, or if you have like a local bookstore you like, or maybe you get at Barnes and Noble. Mm-hmm. Maybe you want to do that. <laughs> I don't care what you do. Um, but I I love a Barnes and Noble because it's very relaxing. It's very quiet. People are usually working in like mm-hmm. the cafe area. Um, it, bookstores in general on the road. I just like to I just like to peruse. But I like to sit in a Barnes and Noble and like get a tea and write Mm -hmm. or if i do get a book or something just like settling in and sometimes i bring my own book to barnes and noble (laughs) and i get a drink and i sit in the cafe and it's really nice i think finding places that you feel like comfortable and safe and cozy in a city that you might be new to or not comfortable in or if you've just like maybe a bunch of your friends moved away and that's why you're sad in your city just as brianna said find ways to do something for you because taking care of yourself does a lot i i get fed a lot of those videos on tiktok too of like (laughs) people saying that keeping promises to yourself builds trust with yourself have you Mm. seen those no it's beautiful asking people if they've seen something on tiktok is the fastest way to find out what tiktok really thinks of you (laughs) Because I've seen 14 of those videos this week of just people saying the same thing, which is like, you you have low self-esteem because you're not keeping promises that you made to yourself, which makes so much sense. It really does. It's why having a morning routine can build up your confidence because when you write a to-do list, you've made promises to yourself. When you build a routine, there's a book called... I think my morning routine or morning mm. routine that's just a bunch of different very successful people's morning routines this is very fun. I got I think I got the audiobook actually. Maybe there's not. Maybe I bought the physical book. Um no, I do. I have the audiobook. I'm sorry. <laughs> that's okay. that's, I, I happened to be Brianna, looking down. Brianna jumped out of her seat. <laughs> so sorry i do i have the audiobook and so it's people just going through how they start their days fucking love it it's really relaxing yeah and about a year ago when i was truly just quarantined alone in la because i was going to go see my grandparents and Mm -hmm. i wanted to make sure i didn't have covid um i would just go to the beach every morning at sunrise and like journal and rollerblade or whatever but i was like i'm going to the beach like every day either at sunrise or sunset um and i had i made a i got a wall calendar at barnes and noble that was just like a big one like a big rectangular one Mm -hmm. with no pictures or photography or art on it just the biggest squares i could find and then i went to like a dollar tree and i bought a bunch of different colored star stickers mm. and i assigned did a little legend on the side and i gave myself um a different colored star for each daily task i did so mm. i had one for like working out i had like a red star for journaling mm. i had a blue star for 
you know, days without caffeine. I had a pink star for days with no sugar. Like (laughs) I, I know now this also probably wasn't super healthy, but for, for a small amount of time it was, and it was, if you're trying to like develop a routine and set some goals and you're not having an episode of some kind, like I was, you you can do this and it's actually pretty fun. It's really fun to give yourself stickers as a grown up. I can't. There's a reason that works as a child. I need to, I'm like, oh, it wasn't healthy because I'm thinking of where I can get local stickers. It's really fun. (laughs) We talked about it on uh, the the podcast I started with Kelsey Cook and Delaney Fisher, which they still do called Mm -hmm. Self Helpless. It's very good. Um, You should go check it out if you haven't. But we talked about doing this like years ago. And uh, I think Kelsey calls it the big girl chart. <laughs> and it, look, do whatever works for you. No one has to see it. You, no one has to see it. That being said, once you have enough stickers, you're going to want some people to see it. <laughs> I think I sent a picture to my therapist. Because <laughs> it's like, look at all show my stickers. <laughs> this is awesome. Yeah. Um, something else is like... It's funny because the saddest points of your life can be the times that you're taking the best care of yourself because you're trying so hard to feel better. And then once you get past them, you look back on those times really fondly. Yeah. Like, I'm very, like, nostalgic. Like, I really, like, miss some of the darkest periods of my life because I was, like, Oh, remember when you used to go to that movie theater alone three times a week? And it's like, yeah, because you moved to L.A. and you were lonely and sad. Do you remember that part? Do you remember you were up until 4 a.m., sleeping until 3 p.m.? And then you just wake up, go to one movie and the gym, and then you go back home and it was nighttime? Do you remember how sad you were when you first moved to L.A. for a year and a half? And... But you don't remember that part. You just no. remember like, oh, remember when I watched that documentary <laughs> at the landmark? That was really cool. I learned a lot about myself then. Right. So if you are having a rough time and you're really sad, and let's be honest, you probably are because you're listening to this podcast. <laughs> it sounds weird, but like kind of try to enjoy it a little. Like this is like sort of romantic this time. Yeah. And you are going to look back on it if nothing else, probably as a time that you grew a lot mm-hmm. as a person and developed some really important aspects of your personality that you don't even know you're going to have yet. That's personally how I feel right now. Yeah. On my good days. Monday, I didn't feel like that. Monday, I was like, <laughs> I need to get out of here. But today, it's Wednesday. And I walked around going, oh, it's warm enough that I don't need these mittens. <laughs> really do this today's a good day today's a good day i'm who even was that on monday do you ever you ever find yourself doing so much better than you were so much sooner than you thought that you start thinking about yourself like it was years ago you're like remember when i just couldn't get out of bed they're like yesterday like I mean, technically, yes, but we feels like forever ago. <laughs> feels like a year ago. Um, I don't want to go too long. Should we do one more? Yes. Okay, let's do one more. God, I love, I love how interactive everybody is with this podcast. Oh yeah, it's so much fun because now it feels like a conversation. 
I used to, before we started doing this, I liked the idea a lot, but I was scared because I didn't know how I was going to be able to sustain it necessarily. I was like, we'll just come up with a topic every week. <laughs> and I always come in here with like a topic in mind. Right. As does Brianna. Like we're, we're very type A neurotic <laughs> people. But the fact that so many of you are following us on Instagram and messaging us there and then also emailing us sad in the city pod at gmail.com i'll keep saying it because i just feel like i should uh it really it's very rewarding yeah. for us like i, I again i don't want to make this sound like this was just a selfish move purely but it was <laughs> it was fully this was me trying to make myself feel better right. speaking of things you do for yourself on days you feel super sad <laughs> this is something i did for myself i I responded to Brianna's DM <laughs> and got on the phone with her and was like, okay, I'm going to go do this project and have something to show for this sad period of my life and hope it resonates with people and also make Brianna be my friend. <laughs> also, what a statement. Slip into people's DMs. Yes. But also know that you're going to send so many and people won't respond, but then the right one will. And oh I sent God, so yeah. I've had so many ideas for like podcasts and so so I'm sending them out. I would love it. Like I've had comedians come in here and I'm like, oh, I would love it. And then the just is like they don't see it. Of course, see you guys have a ton of followers, but all the fucking stars aligned that day. <laughs> I don't Taylor. think I saw it for a long time. Oh, yeah. I mean, I it think... It wasn't, like, immediately that I saw it, I don't think. No, but the stars aligned and you did see it. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, it's... And if you had never put it out there, if we had never put it out there, you know, who knows what would have happened. But... Oh, yeah. Definitely. If Yeah. I have a lot of friends that I'm friends with because we slid into each other's DMs. I mean, Sam and I are dating because <laughs> he DM'd me. Like, everybody... Every, so many people meet online now. Right. Um, romantically platonically and professionally right absolutely here's a tip here's a travel tip if you have bad eyesight get lasik surgery <laughs> because i was always so scared i was gonna lose my glasses or run out of contacts or something like that mm -hmm. and i got lasik surgery it's the best decision i've ever wait, made wait how did you psych yourself up for that i have anxiety thinking about Oh, yeah, it's very... You have to set yourself up. I just talked to other people who had had it done. Okay. Um, Like my friend Erica Spera, who's a very funny comedian in New York, and we should probably have on this podcast. Love it. Yeah. Um, She had LASIK done, and she was like, this is the best decision I've ever made. Like, absolutely, without a doubt. Um, I talked to a lot of people who had had it and looked it up, and everyone was like, yeah, it's, like, not comfortable, but it doesn't, like, hurt, really. Okay. Yeah. yeah. Um, it, it It's it's so fast is the thing it's like it's a very routine procedure for them mm. so you go in and you're like in a line of people <laughs> they, it, it's 10 minutes long the actual surgery right that being said what people didn't really tell me <laughs> is that it is a, a longer recovery process ah. than they tell you like mm. it's not like you get it done they tell you like you get it done and you can see right away and mm. that's true you get off the table and your eyesight is like, it's blurred kind of, but you know you have way better vision than you did. Like I was like legally blind before oh, I got LASIK. Oh my gosh. And so you get up, they give you like, I think they give you Xanax until you fall asleep. And then you're just supposed to sleep for like mm. 12 hours. And then you wake up and you can see, which is crazy, but your eyes are really dry for gotcha. like 
six weeks and it to a point where like it's scary you're like you're putting in eye drops like every two hours you're like am i gonna be this way forever no you're not it goes away um and yeah when you go under the the thing you're you're not under you're conscious for it and you feel the pressure of it on your eyeball and it's a very strange feeling but i was scared i was gonna blink i was scared of all this stuff they put numbing drops in your eyes so you don't feel any need to blink Mm. they pry your eyes open which sounds horrible but it's it's not uncomfortable it really isn't Mm. it the scariest part is they put the they slice your eye they give you the video (laughs) by the way um they give you the video they slice like a flap over your cornea and then they do the laser in there you can smell your eyeball burning and then they they just flip the flap right back over your eyeball they just flip the flap and then you have to be really careful for like two months because if you if you get like punched in the face or something that's the example they gave me (laughs) um the flap can like become dislodged and then it's really bad but as long as you're careful you're fine uh so then they flip it back over and then your eye just kind of heals itself but when they when they do that you're you can't see your eye goes dark and your Mm. eyes are open and you can't see but they only do one eye at a time right so there is like a fear because you sign all these papers that are like if we blind you you have to be cool about it (laughs) and so you're very scared (laughs) going into it you're like what if something goes wrong um but for me anytime i felt that fear i was like yeah well what if something goes wrong right now and you don't have your glasses with you like you can't get home right that's how bad your eyesight is so if you have really bad eyesight um i would invest in lasik surgery uh if you travel a lot because it is so easy to like mm. lose your glasses case or right. contact lenses or something um, okay so here is yes. one more you want me to read it sure so I just am interested because this is such a specific situation. I love to hear what you think of this. He says, oh, so he moved. Mm-hmm. Right. Move 7,000 miles for love. Is it best to live apart for the first year or no to avoid codependence? I don't know. I think that depends on the person. I think most people, when they're in a long distance relationship and they move, you're going to move in together. Like that just seems like the natural um way to do that right i i mean sam and i spend every night together we essentially live together in different places Mm -hmm. but i wanted my own place here because i wanted to make sure that i felt like i was like building a relationship with this city that was separate from him right um because i think for me personally i have a lot of anxiety and i always jump to the worst case scenarios mm-hmm. and so i try to head that off at every every chance i have and so one of my fears was that even if everything was great mm-hmm. if i moved for somebody i was going to resent them because if anything went wrong right. in the city i would go i'm only here for you mm-hmm. like i don't have my own space i don't have my own life i don't i don't have any piece of me here it's i only exist here with you and so if you're moving seven thousand miles for love as this person says they are if you're moving somewhere that you know you already like 
then like maybe just move in together. I also don't know how long you've been with this person. Like if you've been with them for years, like move in together. Right. If it's a new relationship, maybe live apart. You can also always like break a lease and move in together if mm-hmm. you want. Like, you know, or you you get a lease for a year and then after a year, you guys move in together. Like, right. I think everybody does all kinds of things. I know people who moved in with somebody really, really fast. I know people who don't technically live together, but they do. Like, mm-hmm. it, I think you're going to figure it out. Um, 7,000 miles is very far. So I would love more information that <laughs> this box on Instagram does not provide uh, yeah. as far as the character count goes. But I think only you know what your situation is if you are moving for a relationship and what's going to be best for you and what is going to trigger your specific emotional issues. Um, I say that uh, as somebody who had to ask myself those questions when I made a move like this where, I mean, I still have a place in LA. Like that's, I didn't even fully like go, I'm going to (laughs) bring all my stuff here. Like I was like, I need to know that I have someplace else to go if anything happens like if my partner leaves me i don't want to be like moving out of their apartment you know like yeah so you need to figure out what's going to make you feel the most comfortable what what scenarios you are okay with risking um because it is it is a big risk to move seven thousand miles for somebody even if you get your own place right so you know, that's not very good advice. My my advice is listen to your heart and <laughs> well, uh, adjust your situation. I mean, 7,000 miles to me says there's going, I don't know for sure, but it seems like it's similar to like a 90 day fiance. Yeah. Have you ever seen that where it's like the yeah. opposite way where like Americans go to be with people they love that are mm-hmm. in other countries and it's hard and it's obviously hard to if they're coming to the United States, because it's the same exact story, they're leaving their life and everything they know to be true in their country. And everything is now a different thing. Yes. So if it is that type of situation where it's like, wow, I'm leaving a rural area mm-hmm. in New Zealand and then moving somewhere where there's a huge populated city, maybe you do get your own space to like have your own identity there. Yes. But if you're moving to like a similar situation or like you said something that's like we've been together for a long time and I'm I'm doing this with you or why would I stay here? Then yeah, like yeah. why not? Yeah. <laughs> but yeah, I, the, a country to another country would be insane. And you actually do get a lot. We get a lot of those emails and stuff of like, what about international moves? I'm like, I couldn't even tell you. Couldn't even tell you. <laughs> couldn't even tell you no. if you've done an international move i think we do have some emails mm-hmm. and we'll we'll read those on yeah. the next one i'm sure but uh i i think that's very impressive when people can do that mm-hmm. and i've seen a lot of that on tiktok too people are like i moved to paris because i wanted to I'm like, great <laughs> so yeah all right well thank you guys as always for listening uh we are available to be emailed at sadnesscitypod at gmail.com 
Please rate and review and subscribe to the podcast on Spotify or Apple or wherever you get your podcasts. It's very helpful. I saw that we also have a lot of ratings on Spotify. Mm -hmm. I forget there are other places that you can listen to things (laughs) besides what you personally listen to. I, you know, have Apple on my phone. Uh, But thank you guys, as always, um, for doing doing this with me. Because it is lonely out here. Uh, we will uh, we'll talk to you next week. Thanks, guys. Thank you.